this is it and maybe sometimes things don't work out right there's yep. sometimes that things don't work out yep. but it doesn't mean that we can't find love again yeah. it doesn't mean that we can't heal welcome to love stories a relationship podcast for successful women where we talk about love dating relationships and how great love stories are made whether you're searching for the one you're madly in love or simply curious about romantic relationships, this podcast is for you. I'm Charlene Byers. Each week you'll hear from women, couples, and experts in all the ins and outs on how to create your own love story. I am so passionate about this subject and I'm so excited to share all the things that you can apply to create a beautiful love story of your own. Cheers to great love. Welcome back to Love Stories Podcast. I've been thinking about something and I didn't know if I mentioned this before and I wanted to, this is a message to my single ladies. I have a free webinar. I have a free webinar that is called How to Attract Devoted Masculine Men in 30 Days or Less. Yes. And if you haven't had an opportunity to watch this masterclass, like I said, it's free. And I'm going to leave the link in the bio. It is a masterclass to really help you. What I always say is get out of your own way. Yes, there are things in this masterclass that you can actually apply today to start attracting those devoted masculine men and repel the jerks, right? Like who needs room in our lives for those jerks? You know, those guys who show up in the beginning and we think, oh, oh, this is wonderful. And then, you know, shortly after that, they end up being, you know, those jerks. So if you haven't had this opportunity, I highly recommend that you do. Um, just take a look in the bio and I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear from you what you thought of the masterclass and how you started applying the things that you learned into your dating life. And I also want to talk to you guys um, about the love tip of the week. Yes. Okay, for those of you out there, um, I have this love tip of the week that I'm going to talk to you about. So this is what I want to say. Foster a positive mindset. What do I mean by that? Approach dating with a positive attitude. Like focus on the potential for meaning connections rather than dwelling on our past disappointments. So ladies, give the person that you are getting to meet for the very first time, give them an opportunity to get to know who they are and not based on, you know, what has happened in the past and don't bring that to that new person. Really give yourself that opportunity to clear your mind and be in the present moment because when you give yourself an opportunity to really get to know who that person is, then you actually get to know who they are. And it's not going to be based on, you know, your past experience with other guys. And you can clearly and quickly, you know, get to find out if he's, you know, if he's a nice guy, if he's a good man, or if you're dealing with, again, another jerk. So foster a positive mindset and realize that the majority of the men out there are actually great guys. We're just not seeing them yet. 
Okay, so give yourself that opportunity, get out there and have a good time, have a great time getting to know different people, because that's what dating is all about. Getting to know different men until we are ready to commit to just one. All right. Okay. So this week, oh, I am really, I know I say this all the time, but I am so excited. You guys are going to love my next guest. I have Danny J. Johnson, and she was incredible. I absolutely loved hearing about her journey, her love story. It was so good, you guys. And she's now in this amazing relationship. So you're going to hear some really good moments. Oh, it was it was awesome. I, I didn't want to stop the conversation, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to read her bio and then we're going to we're going to get her on. OK, so Danny J is a former acrobat turned award winning entrepreneur, TEDx speaker, podcast host and storyteller with over 100 plus siblings. As a former founder of the Sweaty Betty's, an online fitness community, Danny J discovered the most effective method for capturing attention and increasing revenue, sharing personal and brand stories. Danny J works her herd and her weekly show, The Best Life Podcast, which has reached nearly 2 million downloads. As a true example of truth is stranger than fiction, she uses her real life Jerry Springer life stories to engage with her audience, teach life lessons, and inspire others to rewrite their stories. An expert in starting over, Danny has been working full-time online since 2012. She's become debt-free in 69 days and has helped hundreds of families to do the same with her signature program, Find the Money Project. Danny J now helps leaders and influencers rebuild and restart after relationship or financial collapse through her programs, workshops, and personal coaching. After traveling over 37 countries and living in an RV for over a year, her life's mission is to see all the things, do all the things, and make a ton of impact while doing it. With no further ado, let's welcome my next guest, Danny J. Well, hello. <laughs> oh my goodness, Danny. First of all, I want to say thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being here. You are actually my first live guest. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, you know. When we started this podcast, we knew that I knew that I wanted to bring this podcast and celebrate women and celebrate women's journey and love and all the things. But one of the most of the things I was excited about is actually being able to like just be here in person with someone and have a really raw, real conversation mm -hmm. about love and about relationships. And so thank you for being here today. Yes. And I actually I wanted to say something even before we start with the mm -hmm. love story. So you're a TEDx speaker. How did that come I up? I am. You know, what's, that, so, that's so cool. what's really fun, too, yeah. is I got to speak with Jeff, my partner. Um, we both got to speak on the same stage. So that was really special. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So I've, I had a goal to speak, okay. on, speak on a spe TEDx stage from like 2013. Okay. And, you know, the thing about those kind of goals is it sounds nice, but I didn't really ever do the things to get the, yeah. get the stage. Yeah. In 2020, I said, this is the year I'm going to finally do it. Okay. So I applied to hundreds, I mean, literally probably 180 um, TEDx events. And then the pandemic happened and all the events were canceled. Oh, that's 
this is the year. I'm like, this is the year. And then there were no events. However, uh-huh. um, I I got maybe three or four that were interested. Okay. One of them was in England and they they had their event scheduled and they pushed it back. They pushed it back three times actually. And then out of the blue, one of my partner's friends mm-hmm. reached out to him and he, he said, hey, we're doing a TEDx. Would you like, he, they offered him right. the, the TEDx and he said, well, I would love to. Also, my girlfriend is trying to do a TEDx. And so he, the way I finally got Seriously. it was kind of through him after all those applications. It was actually a friend of a friend who was looking for specific, um, looking for specific topics. Okay. And he asked us both to speak. So, and it was, a, it was such a great opportunity because that was the hardest talk I've ever done in my life. That was. Was this like, and was, I would assume this is like the first time that you guys were even speaking together. Yes. Yeah, wow. it was. What was, the, what was the topic? My topic was the gift of starting over. And so he, um, what was his on? His was about uh, lying. Um, okay. And naturally there was a story about early in a relationship. I caught him in a lie and that kind of catapulted us into a different path. Oh. Um, so he shared that story, but working together on writing our talks, it was mm-hmm. it was so great to have someone because we'd rehearsed together, we practiced together. And it was so funny because by the end, Literally the day after, I had his speech memorized and he had my speech no memorized. Way. So no I could have I could have said his whole yeah. talk and he could have yeah. said my whole talk because we practiced so much together. Oh, but it was such a cool opportunity. Cool. One, just to do it in general, but two, to do it with someone I love so much. It was it was really really cool. Girlfriend, that is a cool yeah. story. Oh my god! <laughs> and it was in New York City too, and so that was New really York fun. City, yeah, so it worked out. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this. So we're, we're gonna dive into this. Yeah. So your man's name is Jeff. Jeff. Yes. Okay. So take me back. How did you meet Mr. Jeff? Oh goodness. So. Oh, but before that, no, you sure. Oh, before that, before, yeah. Before before you met Mr. Jeff. Mm-hmm. How long were you single? Were you like in a um, relationship prior to that Mm -hmm. or was Jeff kind of like your first? Yeah. So I was married for almost 10 years. Okay. Uh, We actually finalized our divorce papers about four months before it would have been our 10 year anniversary. And I loved being married. Mm -hmm. You know, it was one of those. It's funny because growing up, I was kind of one of those people that was like, I don't need to be married. I don't need a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I met my husband... It just felt right. Okay. And so we were married. I thought everything was amazing. I mm-hmm. thought things were good. Mm-hmm. Um, we had both moved up the year prior. We had both moved to Utah to take care of my grandmother. Okay. And so that was pretty tough. We found out while we were living there she had dementia. And so things were a little rough, but I didn't think anything was rough in the relationship. It was just was rough this, in general. Okay. Was this, okay, but prior to, was this when you guys were already married? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. you, so how long were you? Okay. So how? So long? we were married about eight years at that point. Okay. So you're married eight mm-hmm. years, and then prior to getting married to your husband, mm-hmm. um, your ex-husband, mm-hmm. how long did you guys date before you? You know what I mean? Like yeah. We um we dated about a year and a half before we got engaged, and then we got married about six months later. Okay. Really short engagement. Okay. Decent. You know, I was twenty six. I want to say. Okay, about twenty six when old. I got married, okay, and he was so. thirty two. Okay, so, so, mm-hmm. so you guys, so you're thinking everything was great. Yeah. We got married. Things were cool. Got and married. Then... Things were great. Yeah, eight years, together, eight years together. And, you know, we had been planning big things, like planning for our 10-year anniversary and, of course, looking f- toward mm-hmm. the future. Mm-hmm. And the year we lived with my grandmother, things were, like I said, they, they didn't feel rough between us, just rough in general because mm-hmm. it was a hard situation. Mm-hmm. And... There was something coming up with him. I could just tell something was off. The energy, right? Yes. Yes. Was it something like 
you haven't felt before with yes. you before. Something I or never was felt. already some, okay. So this something is, I know. This is different. Yeah, very okay. very new. And to be honest, I kind of thought he was just depressed. Okay. Um, and I kind of took it as well. It's just the situation we're in because okay. so we're with more grandma. Like, we're with my grandma. She's yes. sick. Yeah. Living there. Yeah. Okay. So it felt like he was he was a little edgy, but he f- seemed depressed. He seemed not. He was a very uh, outgoing person, always happy go lucky. So okay. I could I could definitely tell something okay. was going on. Okay. And I remember sitting down with him the day before I found out what was really going on. Mm-hmm. I just stared at him and I said, "What are you not telling me?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Something is going on." And mm-hmm. I, I just and again I kept thinking, "Okay, you, we just need to get out of here." And we had been making plans to leave my grandma's house and okay. I said things are changing we're gonna get out like you know we're gonna how get out of this how long were you guys there at this point so how long were you guys actually there when you were like babe something's up yeah we were with her for a year right and here. I would say that it was about three months that I was noticing things okay. were off okay and he told me that he wanted to go to town and be alone for a few days okay and I wasn't happy about it but I said hey I understand take all the time you need. I was really upset because I was thinking like we could work through this and mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know what's going on with you but I want to help. Mm-hmm. But and was scary because you're like well, what's going on? Like, yeah. like, why do you want to be alone? Very very scary and also it was just making me sad because I felt like it was my fault because it was my grandmother and I felt and I remember at the beginning when we decided to live with her mm-hmm. I said if this affects our marriage we're out. Okay. And so it was starting to affect our I felt like it was starting you to felt affect like our marriage. Okay, yeah. And he was about to leave that morning. He was going to mm-hmm. go into town. Mm-hmm. And because we lived like 30 miles from anything, okay. grandma's house was in the middle of nowhere. Okay. And that morning, he was also, we, he was trying to find some jobs mm-hmm. and he was filling out an application. And I, actually, I was helping fill out the application. And there were some things I didn't know, like about his past work uh, addresses. And so I said, hey, can you help me um, fill this out? Right. And just, I got this gut feeling to look at his phone. And again, I didn't think, I honestly didn't think anything about anything except mm-hmm. that he was depressed, but I just, I had this like thought of grab his phone. Something till you grab the phone. Yes. Have you done this before? Never, okay. never. And I, oh, like, and so we lived is, in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Like and there was. Is, I know, but this is interesting. No, thank you for, we're, mm-hmm. I want to stop here. I want to pause this for yeah. a second because this is really interesting. That you, I don't know what, what you're going to tell me next, yeah. right? So I'm learning all this for the first time, mm-hmm. but I want people to hear this. Um... Us women, we just, you can't explain it, but if you give yourself the opportunity to just sit with yourself, you can feel yeah. that something's, you can't, you don't know exactly what it is, yep. but having that ability to just go with that gut feeling. So that's what I always talk about. Like they got feminine energy or yes. feminine energy is when we just like, so no. And this is interesting because you have never thought of ever looking at his phone. So something was really like, bah, yeah. Bah, bah. So that's what, okay. Let's go yeah. with that. Okay. So now something's interesting that you're like, I don't know, Charlene. I, I want to like, yeah. Look at the phone. So you look at the phone. So I, yes. Uh, and I noticed I had this feeling that morning to look at his phone, but mm-hmm. I noticed he kept it on him. And usually he'd just leave it on the table somewhere. Mm-hmm. So then it just felt even more heightened. Like, I really need to see why is he carrying it around? He usually leaves it. Kind of leaves it alone. Yeah. Okay. So I asked him to sit down and, uh, type this resume okay. and so he put the phone right next to him and put both his hands on the keyboard and when he had both his hands on the keyboard I grabbed the phone and I ran to the bathroom and locked the door yes <laughs> and he instantly is running and he starts banging on the door he's like I need the phone for the addresses and I just opened it because we had each other's passwords yeah. I mean there was nothing hidden yeah. Yeah. and 
just looked right at the top and there was a girl's name I didn't recognize that he had never mentioned before. Yeah. And so, of course, I open, I just start scrolling back. And by this time, he's starting to try to, you know, unlock yes. the door. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's yeah. trying oh, to yeah. get he's in. Like, oh. And I already oh. see these messages. It says, like, I'm in love with you. I'm getting a divorce. And I was, I mean, it was blindsiding, completely blindsiding. I had no idea. Yep. I didn't think that we were having issues. Okay. And so he gets the door open. I ran past him. I go into the yard and I keep scrolling. I'm trying to find the beginning, right. you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm in the yard and he's trying to like catch me and I'm trying to just get to the end and right. I get as far as I can and I read, you know, I read as much read as I could read. And I typed back to her. I said, hey, I said something silly and I just threw the phone. Okay. And I was like, wow. And, you know, it's like he's caught. I know what's going on, and I am just in complete shock. You were shocked. Shocked. Because there was nothing, girlfriend, like now yeah. now that you can look, you know what I mean? Now you're yeah. looking back. I mean, you had that moment yeah. to look at the phone that day. Yeah. But when you go even back now, mm -hmm. did you see stuff? No. no. I wish I did. Okay. And, I mean, I did sometimes see. Sometimes we don't. You know, you I, know, did, I did. Moment. Yeah, I did see stuff. However, it was back to anything I saw, I thought it was because of grandma. You know, okay. it was... So you put it on ground. Yeah. Like it was, that, that it was, was your... the way... It was just... It wasn't like he was sneaking around. And there was... I was traveling a lot during that okay. time. So... And and also, we lived in this small town. We lived about 30 minutes from a larger town. Mm -hmm. And it kills me because... Well, at least then... Um, I because I thought he was getting depressed, I'm like, you need to start going to the gym. You need to do something for yeah. yourself. So I kept sending I'm like, go to the gym, yeah. get away from here. Well, he met her at the at the gym. <laughs> okay, ladies, listen to this. Listen so I was this. like, go. Danny did not send her man <laughs> to go be with another woman. That was on his own. Yes. That yeah. was on his own. People make their own decisions. Yes. People do their own, you know, have their own choices. Yeah. So let's just make that clear. So if someone goes ahead yeah. and, you know, goes outside the marriage yes, right like yeah that is the responsibility of that person it's so true and I, I get it i get it I get, <laughs> that's where we go that's where we go women go yeah. oh maybe i shouldn't have done that but if it was gonna happen mama it's gonna happen yeah you, yeah either people are going to or they're not yep right and, and also looking back you know i've read things about signs mm -hmm. and what was interesting was what? he was kind of depressed i was sending him to the gym to make him yeah. to help him feel better so there were things like he started to dress nicer started to do those oh, things but yes. i thought it was because he was getting his confidence back from the gym wow. so all of the things i just assumed were from the situation and then the confidence he was getting but something was still going on internally so i'm well, like and oh the last thing you know i mean think about that like realistically yeah if you feel that you guys are having a pretty decent relationship yeah. right i mean that is the last thing that your mind wants to go no. to and right? we, we both worked from home so it didn't seem like and you we lived in such a yeah yes how is it even possible yes. like I, we work from home we live in a small town i mean right. honestly that was like how is it even possible right. how are things happening in right in front of me right and so and i think there were a couple and looking back and and having discussions with him mm -hmm. after the fact mm -hmm. It makes a lot of sense, like the pieces put together. I think he was struggling internally. He was getting some validation outside because mm -hmm. I was too focused on my family and, mm -hmm. and grandmother. Mm -hmm. He had a lot of um, of his own insecurities that he wasn't dealing mm -hmm. with. I don't think he was necessarily, I would call a cheater or somebody that's like, this is a pattern. Okay. After the fact, it was really more of, this is a good person who did a bad thing, not a person who habitually is always cheating. Got it. You know? Yeah. Not like one of those typical you yeah. know, guys that are like... Yep. So but nice. regardless, it was traumatic, oh and it was um, it was really hard. And 
I mean, right after I found out, I stopped. I couldn't eat for a week. Right. You know, I just dropped weight. I was in shock. Yep. Um, I was embarrassed. I didn't want to tell my family. I, I was thinking, well, let's make what this work out, here? you know. Right. And, yeah. and if you tell people, then they're going to hate him. And and honestly, when I found out, I was, I was in shock and I was angry. But mostly I was like, why? Right. What are you what is wrong? You know, right. and because I still was thinking he's depressed, I'm like, babe, this is not what's this like, is, yeah, like, this, this is, is not is, it. Yeah, you know, let, let's figure this out. Did you think at the time after, I mean, I know there's, you know, layers here, but yeah. did you think at the time after you found that out because you were in love with him, mm-hmm. you wanted to be, you know, stay with him. Yeah. Um, did you feel that, okay, maybe we can work this out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I really wanted that. Um, and where was he? He. What did he want? I think, well, what I know now was I, once I found out he was really confused. Okay. I think because he told the girl that there were problems, but I think mostly just to keep her hanging yeah. on. Yeah. And then I think what really happened was he didn't intend to fall in love with her, but he did. Okay. So now he's got me that he's in love with her that he's in love with. He doesn't want to hurt either one of us, but he's, he did. Mm-hmm. And what he told me later was he, he eventually, I think five days later, he texted me that he wanted a divorce. Okay. And I said... Like, well, no. <laughs> I'm like, if you want a divorce, you file. Like, this is right. on you, but this you is not what it. I yeah, want. You're yeah, you're like, I, I want to work mm-hmm. out this marriage. Because he was confused. Yes, okay. he was confused. And I think she was probably holding some, you know, telling him he needed to make a decision. And I said, fine, like, that's on you. But this is, just so you know, this is not my decision. Mm-hmm. And. Did you ever confront the girl besides that? Time? I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. I actually showed up to the gym. I found her. And um, she saw me and she goes, she was like, hi. And I go, hi. And I said, I wanted to talk. And mm-hmm. we went to the locker room. And she, no way. yeah, yes. <laughs> we just sat in the locker room. And she goes, well, what do you want to know? And I was just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. She said, well, do you want to know what he said about you? I was like, yes. And she goes, well, he never really said anything bad about you. I was just like, I just need to know like, how this, this started. Happening. Like, how did this begin? Yes. You know, how did this begin? And how was it going on? Right. And I think, uh, not I think, he told me this. The reason he wanted to divorce was he figured, I already messed up my marriage, so now I have to make this new thing work. So it he was like he he couldn't fathom since I already stepped out in the marriage. Yeah. How in the world is she going to forgive me, mm-hmm. and how are we going to get? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so he was like he or said he wanted to divorce. Also, like you said, like he yeah. was also struggling for sure. With like, like you said, being in love with two women, two people. Yeah. You know. And so there was a lot. And look, he is a married man. And looking back, you know it makes me sad for him it makes me sad for all of us Mm -hmm. because funny enough it's she was really hurt you know she was really hurt I was really hurt everybody was everybody was really hurt and you know I was angry at her she knew he was married Mm -hmm. but also I think sometimes that married person doesn't tell the truth Mm -hmm. you know so I think he was I think obviously he wasn't for yeah yeah to either of you to either of us to either of you guys and ultimately I decided to leave town um he told me he wanted he wanted a divorce. I said, like, do that on your own. I'm not going to have it. Mm-hmm. I left because in my mind, I thought, OK, what? go ahead and, and be with her. Because if you were together, like the fantasy is going to end mm-hmm. and that's probably not going to last. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I said, yeah, go for it. Like, be with her. And I knew mm-hmm. and it worked exactly how I thought it did. Mm-hmm. I think they broke up within a matter of weeks. Really? Okay. But he didn't come back to me for six months. Okay. And so I moved to L.A., and I just kind of. So you guys, okay. So you said. Yeah, right. we like did. Was, okay. Yeah, I just, I just quick. said I'm leaving because we, we finally had, we were just getting grandma in a home and getting like. So she was already doing the transition. Yes. So the timing was. The timing was literally the same week. It was all just a 
Thus. And before you guys got married, mm -hmm. so the idea was, well, he wasn't married before? No, he wasn't. And you weren't either? No. Because you were like 26 yeah. years old. Mm -hmm. So you guys were definitely on this journey wanting to get married, yeah. stay together, the whole... We always had this joke that the only way this marriage ends is if one of us dies or... And and if you cheat, we'll kill you. So still, one of us right. dies. So this, yeah, no, yeah. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. So this yeah. was completely such a shock. To yeah. You because but prior to that, you guys all had a good relationship, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then you leave. Okay. What happened? So yeah. So I left. I moved to LA because one of my best friends. She reached out. Okay. She had just gone through the same thing nine okay, months prior. Okay. So she's like totally understood. Yes. Your and she said, "Hey, come stay with me. Live on my couch. We'll figure it out." Okay. So I moved to LA. Stayed on her couch for a month and got my own place. Okay. And her and I, we just commiserated, cried together. We ha we thing. both were the same age. Our husbands were the same age. Oh, my we, gosh. Nine months before, yes. her husband yes. had an affair. And so we just were, like, processing yes. every day. Yes. Yes. And thank God for her because because she was a few months ahead of me. Okay. I was I could at least see that there was some hope because okay. I was devastated. Oh, mama, I and I, I was. I, and, for, and for people listening to this, that, you know, when you've been betrayed like yeah. that, that yeah. is such a devastation that, yeah. like, actually – changes truly oh. like how we look at relationships 100%. how we look at ourselves and the saddest part is that you know it isn't necessarily a reflection on us yeah. it has you know but when you're in that situation it's like how can you not feel all the feels oh. like what did i do what could i have done differently mm -hmm. what is this what are that mm -hmm. what are that but really again like i said earlier ultimately yeah. that person is the one that made the choice yeah and that. that was a big lesson I had to learn because, of course, before, when I just read the text, I didn't know who the girl was. Yeah. So instantly I thought, she must be some 22-year-old. She's prettier than me. She's mm -hmm. hotter than me. She wasn't any of those things. No. She was like a year younger than me. It, there was nothing. Honestly, she looked like a a tattooed version of me. Right. <laughs> like right. she, There was nothing really extra special about right. her. So it was confusing. Like, wait a second. It's not because she's prettier or younger right. or anything she has. Nope. And there wasn't anything that I could pinpoint I was like it's, I used to think if someone cheated it's because their wife's a nag or mm -hmm. they're not having sex or they're mm -hmm. but we were still doing all those things I'm like I'm not a nag and I'm not that mm -hmm. bad of a person mm -hmm. so it just felt gutting felt what like he, what was what did he say he said what was his reason for going outside the marriage yeah he said Seriously. um I said why and he said that he didn't feel like a priority hmm yeah and he, he also he gave that he, connection. He felt like he was missing like a connection. Yeah. Okay. He also told me a couple funny things that I think are funny now. He said, because I didn't like Christmas or Disneyland. <laughs> and I was like, I go, oh. have you had Christmas with her? Have you been to Disneyland with this girl? Like neither right. one. It happened right. in the summer. They right. had only been together a few months. I'm like, listen. Yeah. But he was just grasping at straws. He was. No, um, actually, he didn't say priority. He said, I didn't feel needed. And I said, okay. I didn't need you, but I wanted you, yeah. you know, and sometimes that's hard because I feel like um, we don't necessarily need our partners, mm -hmm. but we want our partners. Mm -hmm. But it was him not feeling needed. It wasn't a priority. Sorry. He said, I don't you don't need me. That was exactly his words. And I just remember like, wow, I don't understand. And now, years later, I've done a lot of work mm -hmm. and um counseling and things on yeah. like the feminine and masculine yes. dynamics yes. and, and, and I un yeah things, and yeah. I understand that a lot more and I you know take responsibility for those parts yeah. but again I can't take responsibility for his his actions he could have spoken up he could have said how he yep. didn't feel needed earlier before yep. this happened but I don't think he had the language I don't think he had the tools and I think that you know I've grown yeah. much more and I can spot things now and I think we just I think sometimes we don't know until we're deep in it and sometimes then we're kind of exactly stuck what happens that's what yeah. that's what that's 
That's exactly what happens. And that's yeah. what I'm trying to tell you with, with yeah. this podcast and, you know, having this discussion about love yeah. and relationships. There's things that we truly just don't know. Yeah. And the dynamics, honestly, of a man and a woman yeah. in a relationship and how that works and how the brains and, and all the things that they need and we need yeah. and then putting it all together and trying to make it all work. <laughs> yep. And a lot of times, too, as, as people, we change. Yeah. We grow, we mature, and some of the things that we, you know, thought we wanted, you know, when we freeze or first meet our partners totally. can change as you grow older, you yeah. know, and, and change as you get older. So I totally understand all the dynamics of this. And that's yeah. why I'm saying, like, when it comes to relationships, um, you can go through a relationship that you were in love with and that you felt like this is it. And maybe sometimes things don't work out, right? There's yep. sometimes that things don't work out. Yep. But it doesn't mean that we can't find love again. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we can't heal. Yep. It doesn't mean that, you know what, you look back and you think, oh, that was terrible. No, you actually can love someone and not have them in your life anymore as yeah. time goes by. So now you're living in LA, yep. so you're like, what just happened to my life? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, this is, I don't know what we're going to do. What happens? What happens yeah. with you two? Well, you know, I think part of the the mind F of it all, too, mm -hmm. was um, this narrative about women and age. Mm -hmm. And that really, like, reared its head because I was 35 that year. Yeah. And so now I'm thinking, oh, I'm 35 and no one's going to want an old woman. And so, which I laugh at. And you laugh now, right? I laugh now. I'm like, gosh, yeah, 35, how lucky. Like, that's the perfect time. Yes, but, yes. But I just, I went to LA just devastated and the person who's supposed to love me left me and now who wants these used goods and who am I? So you went through a really hard yeah, time. I yeah, I did, I did. And, and you know, this was, when I met my husband, there was no dating apps. Mm -hmm. Maybe there was match.com or something. Right, right. But I found out about the dating apps and so I kind of jumped on apps more, <laughs> and I hate to say this, but I think a lot of women do and I think a lot of us maybe will go through a whole phase yeah. after, after yes, a divorce. Yeah. But it was like, I need to feel wanted. And so I started going out with guys, mm -hmm. and I learned very quickly that I my, the age thing didn't matter. Like there were plenty of right. guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I always tell women, yeah. I'm like, listen, it's not there's, about age. No. It's not about height. Yeah. It's not about weight. Yeah, it's, none of it. I mean, there's somebody for everyone. People are attracted so to different true. things. There's different energies. So there's different, true. Yeah. There's it all. Yeah. Yeah. So the, so I went through that, um, and it was, and I was still married, and I would tell the guy, you know, mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know, I'm still, I'm still married. Yeah, I'm married, and this is what it is this is not right. looking for a relation i was on the dating apps not looking for a relationship right. i was looking for fun i was looking to feel wanted i was looking yep. to feel sexy right and after enough of that you get you get tired you got tired <laughs> so tired and about six months into the separation my yeah. ex-husband drives up to la okay. he pulls out the wedding wedding ring he comes to my place he pulls out my ring and i was like what is that because I had, I think I'd handed it back to him. I'm like, here, you know. So you like, handed it back. And so now it's six months. And, six and what months. was your mind frame? Were you thinking we're not getting back together? You're not sure? You know. You're just giving it time? Where were you at the time? The first two, oh, were... the first month or two, I fantasized about him coming back okay. and doing that kind of thing. Like begging for me back and saying he wanted to work it out. After six months. Yeah. Of processing with my girlfriend and going out on dates and counseling. Yeah, you I was, did it all. I was starting to just like my life and okay. love it out there. And I had this, I had my own apartment and it was decorated really girly. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so he comes along and I'm thinking, I don't know how you fit into this anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure if you fit into my new life. My new life. 
and I have new friends and Mm -hmm. I just, I mean, I've done some deep work and I've grieved you. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like if someone dies and finally after years of grieving, you, you work through it and then they come back. And it's like, even if you wanted that to happen, it's right. kind of jarring. It, it Because you changed. Yes. Because you changed. Yeah. You, yeah. You actually yep. looked at life differently. Yeah. Kind of different needs. And in, that, of... and in that six months, we hadn't been communicating. No. So it wasn't as if he had been messaging me. I'm, in my mind, he was off with the girl and things were great. So he comes back. Oh, so you really like weren't talking. No. Yeah, I just, and a lot of times when I was dating the guys, they're like, are you divorced? I I don't think so. I haven't gotten any papers, but I don't even know. I told him if you want to do it, do it. But as far as I know, like the last I had talked to him was he wanted to divorce. And I was like, cool, you do that. Okay. So that's right. You're right. Yeah. He said, I want a divorce. So that's when you took off. Yeah. So now six months go by and he shows up with the ring and I'm just confused. I felt very confused and conflicted. Okay. Because I had wanted that reconciliation. I had wanted that, but suddenly I'm loving my life, loving mm-hmm. my place. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my apartment. It's decorated girly. I'm like, I don't want you moving into my place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things I, I started talking to my counselor, I said, I don't know what to do mm-hmm. because this is what I wanted, but I don't know anymore. I don't mm-hmm. know if this is what I want. I don't know if he is who I want. Mm-hmm. I've w- gone out with a bunch of other guys and now I see that there's other people. Maybe I want other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she said, what do you need to see from him mm-hmm. that he needs to do to even consider the relationship again? And I was like, I don't know. What if hmm. he does it and I don't want him? She goes, well, he needs to do these things in order for you to even consider. Okay. And so I said, okay, I need to see that he is going to counseling himself, okay. that he gets a job. Because at this point we had been working together and I basically just threw him out of the company okay and then he moves out of his dad's house because they found out he had moved in with his dad after him and the girl broke up okay and those were the three things i needed to see just to even consider to even consider yeah you're like i just want to see what's okay and i remember telling my mom after um i go this is what i need to see she goes don't be so hard on him i said mom if i was just dating a random guy and i said he doesn't have a job and lives with his dad (laughs) would you think i was being hard on him right (laughs) So I'm like, I think the minimum things are that and that he deals with why he did this in the first place. Right. So that was, he came out, he gave me the ring. I didn't accept it. And I said, let's just kind of like, let's tiptoe through this. Maybe we can date, like you can come to Christmas with the family or something. So it was a weird, like... We tried, we tried to date. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he was back, he was living in Vegas. So I flew to Vegas for Christmas. We went on a date and... I just, it just felt off, you know, things. Yeah. And, and he was trying really, really hard Mm -hmm. and he started texting me all the time. And I told him, I said, look, it feels like I felt like this plant that had been neglected, the plants dying. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, instead of just a little water, you're just dumping a bucket of water Mm -hmm. on it. And I'm like, that's not how you get a plant back to life. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And that's what it felt like to me. It It was just nothing. And then suffocating. Yeah. Cause we we haven't really talked. Now you want to get back together. I'm still in the process. Yeah. And so he, I, this, so now like Christmas happens, mm-hmm. January, and I'm just kind of watching from afar. And I, I said, like, stop texting me. Just in my mind, I'm like, I just want to see action. I want to see her doing something, not messaging me. I want to see her going but, to counsel. But, but at the time, it seems like your heart wasn't, where were you at that time? My heart was confused. Mm-hmm. Um, it was is, interesting. I, I, want, I want people to hear this because I feel like, there's so many of us mm-hmm. that have gone through something similar to this. Yeah. And there's that point that we're like, 
I don't know. Like, how can I trust again? Yeah. Or is is this even something that I want to? Or how can I go through this? Yeah. So, you know, you were right there. Back to, like, the gut thing. Like, yeah. with the gut of mm-hmm. feeling, uh, like, the phone. It was almost like I had this gut feeling that I should get a divorce. Really? But I logically couldn't wrap my mind around it. Okay. Because I was thinking, and I was a speaker, and I thought, oh. This would be a great story on stage, like how we reconciled and we could make this could be really powerful to share. Because you were still working and stuff like that. Like, yeah. What, what were you guys before we go there? What were mm-hmm. you doing at the time? We had a network marketing business. We okay. sold skincare and okay. I would speak and travel and I had an online business too. Okay. And so, so I, you guys were known like to be together. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you were very public at the time yes. too. Okay. Yeah. So that was another thing like, oh, how am I going to tell the story? But maybe, yeah. But maybe it's going to be a good story yes. in the sense of, okay. Yeah. So I thought, well, maybe if once he gets through this, we can share how we saved our marriage. And mm-hmm. so I was thinking like this could be a great story, but some part of Something. me, yeah, some part okay. of me was just not feeling it. And I, I remember driving out to Vegas to see him and I, I was crying and I said you know what I feel like my heart is telling me to split up but my brain is telling me not to and he he goes no your heart is telling you to stay and your brain is telling I said I said no 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 no, no. I said honestly my brain is convinced this could work like we've been good before we we've had a good relationship we can make this work but something inside me was just like no and what was interesting was I just kept sitting with that and I just I didn't know what to do and my girlfriend said you'll know when you know because when you're in the middle of it it just feels like you want an answer right now. Right. Like, do I need a divorce? Do I need to stay together? Right. Like, I just need some. You want that clarity. Yes. You usually don't get that clarity, yeah. but you have that uncertainty. Yes. It's so scary. Oh. It's like, okay, yes, I need yeah. some clarity here, but sometimes you're not going to get the clarity. Yeah. And the clarity is. It, it was so uncomfortable to sit in it and not mm. knowing, you know? And I wonder if that was the clarity. And well, I found the clarity, I'll tell you. Okay. So it was, I was so uncomfortable and I just kept getting this gut feeling that I needed Ladies, to end listen it. listen to your gut. <laughs> I know. Like seriously, look at the times that you already talked about. I know. How the first time something was there, yep. you knew it and yep. now something's here again. Okay. Yep. So in my mind, I kind of was giving him until June, right? Okay. So another six months, I was okay. like, it will be a whole year and by that time I should know. However, uh-huh. um, it was around, it was the end of April. Yes. And he still was trying to message me and he still hadn't, I think he'd gone to counseling twice. Okay. And of course, this is like December when I had asked. So I'm like, he had gone to counseling twice. He was still living with his dad, still didn't have a job. So in my mind, I'm like, things are get. it's getting close to June and nothing has really changed. Right. But I had unfriended him on all social media. However, I went to go look at his page just because, okay. you know, you stalk people. Yeah. Of course you do. <laughs> hey, of course we stalk. And, and I saw this girl had tagged him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it was just a picture of like four. It was like a group of friends, okay. like four people, some hands and drinks. But I saw the girl who tagged him. And so I clicked on her profile and I noticed it was an Instagram that mm-hmm. was like reposted to Facebook. Yeah. So I just go look at her Instagram page and I see pictures of them together like they're a couple. Hi, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. He's not telling you no. this. No, of course. At this point, he had told me, I'm going to do whatever it takes as long as it takes. Oh, it takes, yeah. And I saw a picture of like a little Starbucks cup and she wrote, oh, he bought me coffee and, fla- right. and flowers. The whole, the whole... And this is a completely different girl. A new one. And I was like, oh my God. And so I sent him a text right then. Okay. I just said, hey, we need to file. And he just wrote back, wow. And I wrote... And I said, why wow? And he said, it's hard to see, that's all. And I said, this is hard to see. And I sent him a screenshot of the picture of him and the girl. Yeah. And that was it. And I was like, look, if you didn't, 
if you couldn't wait that long, if you couldn't figure it out, then like, what are we doing? What are we doing? So we filed. I I drove down there. We filed, and it was done in seven days. And wow. we actually went to dinner after. I was like, like, let's celebrate. And he was like, why are we celebrating? I'm like, because I don't want to be sad anymore. I'm so tired of being. Right. This is like sad. And I, you know, I don't know why he did that one. Again, I think it's back to he just didn't want to deal with mm-hmm. any of the underlying things. And mm-hmm. so. I just couldn't keep waiting around. And I was right. like, that was my answer. Right. You know, that was the answer. It was clear. I hated it, he but it was clear. He obviously was confused. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 He obviously was confused. And so fast forward to where I am now. Wow. Um, so you, okay. So hold on. Yeah. Hold on. No, 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 no. So then that was it. Yeah. So you guys actually ended up getting divorced. Yep. And you just, did you stay in LA? I did. Okay. So yep. you just kind of got a divorce yep. and then what was it like for you? Like after you got divorced, cause I know you said you dated for a moment, but you were yeah. kind of like testing the water so now you're like i'm officially divorced yeah were you like forget it never again (laughs) (laughs) you're like done i was yeah where were you i was definitely not interested in any relationship i was still like yeah maybe i'll be interested in a year or two Mm -hmm. but i was i was just so heartbroken yes and i didn't i don't know i was scared I didn't know what was possible for mm-hmm. relationships. I just remember thinking, I need to be single for a couple of years. Right. <laughs> you know? You're like, I want to be single. Yeah. I'm not sure what to do. Because yeah. you said to me earlier, when, how did, when you grew up, mm-hmm. I know you made a comment to me. You said that you never really, like, thought about getting married or anything like that. Yeah. How did you grow up? Like, did you see yeah. your parents? Like, so were your parents married or were you able to see good relationships, not good relationships? What yeah. happened there when you were? My parents were married and they got divorced when I was eight, oh. but then they remarried each other three oh. three years later. So third grade or second grade, they got divorced. Okay. And then me, my brother and my mom moved to California to live with my grandparents. Okay. And my dad stayed in Las Vegas, which was where we had grown up. Okay. And then fifth grade, I don't know how they, you know, there was no internet. They must've been talking on the phone or something. Oh, they did, yeah. But right. they, all of a sudden my mom said, we're getting remarried and we moved back to Vegas. So. For three years, fully divorced. Fully divorced. Yeah. You guys are doing your own thing. Then yep. they get back. Yes. And then with, did they end up staying together? Yeah, they did stay together. They and together. there were many times. My dad had a gambling addiction, and that's okay. why they got divorced. Okay. Um, he really just lost all the money from the family. Right. and it was Your mother, she yeah. can't compete with the gambling. Yeah. Okay. It was a whole, you know, addic- just as bad as any addiction, alcohol mm-hmm. or anything. Oh, yes. You know? Yeah. And so he promised to never gamble again, and they got together. But there were relapses, and there was a yeah. lot of like you know over the years, a lot of just ups, yeah ups and downs. roller coaster. And right. so you know, I just I looked at that, and I saw a lot of my friends growing up in the '90s, a lot of divorce and yep. a lot of latchkey kids. Yep. And I just didn't see a lot of happy relationships, happy relationships, yeah, and love and yeah. how and they really made it work, yeah, in, the, in that juicy totally. way. Totally. So yeah. yeah, my parents like they stayed together, but during my teenage years, I I remember looking at them like, why? Are why are you guys, guys yes. together? Yes. Yeah. Oh gosh, I know, right? So you know, and as they got older, I, I appreciated their relationship okay. and how they made things work. But yeah, my teenage years, I was like, these two, uh, you know, why would I want that? Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why then you had that kind of view of like you're not necessarily want to get married. Yeah. Or maybe you're kind of like, yeah. I'm not sure. And and then, like I said, when I met my husband and when we were married, I was so in. You were in. And that's mama. what was so heartbreaking after was I thought this was right. And okay. and I remember talking to women who've been divorced. Yeah. And they were like, man, when I walked down the aisle, I knew like I shouldn't. 
And for me, they had the phone. Like, yeah. They didn't want to. Okay, but yeah. They still did. Yeah. And I remember walking down the aisle and I, I remember standing at the end of the aisle because okay. this was like the moment I'd hear people say like I knew in that moment. And I was like, I was in that moment and I felt like, yes, this is right. This is right. And that's what felt so gutting about mm. being so wrong. Mm-hmm. I I felt like I could not trust myself because I'm like, if my gut told me it was right, if I was with this person and I, and I felt knew, right. then how could I be so wrong? Right. And how could I be with someone again? Like that just... It was like, terrifying. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. now, now, okay, so now you're going forward. So yeah. Now you get to finally, you're like, I wasn't sure about getting married, but this one was, oh, yes. you know, I want to get married. Yes. got married. I was great. Then things happened. Yeah. And now you find yourself single. Yeah. And you had this kind of like, I'm not sure. I don't yeah. even know. So you kind of like had this hard, yeah. hard look on love. Maybe yeah. not sure if this is going to happen again. Yeah. I knew, I made a conscious decision about this mm-hmm. was I did not want to be a man hater i didn't want to i love that i didn't want to be yeah i didn't want to be um bitter Mm -hmm. and be like every man's a cheater and and i had to be really conscious to not be that person because i think i see women like that i see women in their 30s and they're just like every dude you can't trust it yeah guys are jerks yeah Yeah. and that really starts shaping you know how you think how you feel about men yeah it's really negative so I, I really made a conscious decision to not be that, but okay. it didn't mean that I wasn't still hurt. Yeah. And it didn't mean that I wanted to jump into right. anything. Right. You were like, no, I don't know what yeah. I want to do. Yeah. Okay. So then after you got that um, divorce and mm-hmm. now you're single, yeah. fast forward. Yeah. Fast How forward. How did you meet? Uh... So it was about two and a half years. I remember I was, it was probably about six months before I met Jeff. Mm-hmm. I was telling my friend, I said, I'm starting to be open to the idea of okay. a relationship. So okay. I'm like, I'm not open yet, but I'm open to the idea of, I'm starting to even think about thinking about it. Okay. So it was like a level, you know? A level. And during that time though, Mama, did you, did you go, did you do some counseling? Did you yeah. not? You did. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you were doing some personal mm-hmm. work on your own. Yeah. I was in counseling the whole time, okay. um, off and on at least the whole time. Okay. And I started to, and I... This was another thing about being One. single was yeah. I thought, this is my time to travel. Okay. Things that I maybe wanted to do that I never did. So I took that time to really try to nourish myself. Okay. So I was living out of a suitcase. I was traveling all over the place. Yeah. And I was thinking, I'll live in this place for a month. I'll live in this place for a month because maybe I don't want to be in L.A. Okay. So I stayed in Nashville. I stayed in Austin. I went to Boise. And so I was like, this is the only other time, in, the only time in my life where yeah. I'm going to be able to do this, so I better take advantage of you it now. Take advantage, of it. yeah. You While I'm still, to be, you want to be free, yeah, just kind of do your thing, yeah, and, and kind of figure out where you really want, right? Yeah, and yeah. I and I also started to think LA is an interesting place, and mm-hmm. I I remember I kept saying, you know, my husband is not in LA, which is ironic because I ended up meeting Jeff in LA, <laughs> but I was yeah. like, my husband doesn't live in LA, yeah. I don't like he's not here, so I'm trying to find where I want to go. Okay, and so my goal. Did you think eventually if I'm going to get this man, yeah. he's not going to be in LA? Totally. Where am I going? Yeah. I always tell women, I said, listen, great men are everywhere. It's so true. They're everywhere. It's so yeah. true. I was conv- That was definitely a story. Right. I, I that said, was a story. I need to be in like a smaller town. Yeah. So I was like, I got to go to Texas or Tennessee <laughs> or something. So my goal was to move to either Austin or Nashville in okay. June. Okay. Ended up meeting Jeff in February. <laughs> so okay. a few months before. In LA. In LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I actually had, so the funny story of it was, was um, I have a podcast. Okay. And I had really wanted Bumble to be a sponsor of our podcast. Okay. Because our podcast is about friendships, but it was also about our relationship. It was. And Bumble has Bumble Business, Bumble uh, BFFs, so you can meet friends, and then okay. the dating. Oh. 
So I, I thought, didn't know that. Yeah. Really? So they have like a, a way that you meet friends? Yes, too? they and do. It's like legit, yep, like it's friends? called Bumble BFF, and you can meet girls and have I coffee no dates. Idea. So I thought this would be a perfect sponsor for a podcast. Yeah. And, and I and mention your podcast. So it's called the Best Life Podcast. Okay, the Best Life. Podcast. So and the Best Life is really a, really about the crappiest things that can ever happen to you in life, and yet you can still decide to make the best out of it. That's fantastic. So, so you're like, okay, so I have this Best Life Podcast, yeah. and then I want Bumble to be. I wanted the... Bumble to be the sponsor. Okay. And so Bumble was hosting a um, what's the Super Bowl, okay. a Super Bowl party okay. in Las Vegas, and I happened to be in town. And I showed up because I wanted to kind of schmooze with the girl who worked at Bumble. Okay, so yeah, I thought yeah. if I could become friends with her, I could like get her to sponsor. Yeah. yeah. So I showed up to the party and she wasn't there. Okay. And there were two girls that were, I guess, just volunteers. And they, in order to get a free drink ticket, okay. they said, you need to swipe on Bumble twice and then we'll give you a ticket. Okay. And I had already swiped through all the girls <gasps> and, and I, all the Bumble BFFs, but I did not want to be on the dating site. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I need a free drink, though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I open it up. I do the swipes. I show them. They give me the drink ticket. So I get a drink, and I just go sit on a bench, and I'm okay. just staring around the room. I'm alone. Yeah. I don't have any friends there. And I'm like, this is so dumb, the girl who I wanted. Like, the whole <laughs> reason I hear she's here. not here. Yeah. And then I just thought, maybe, like, I'm kind of curious who's here. Okay. I'm kind of curious who's on Bumble. Yeah. And I was in Vegas, which I knew my ex-husband had moved back. So I'm like, I wonder if he's on Bumble. Yeah, <laughs> So I'm like, let's see what this guy's doing. So I just start swiping on the date, you know, and out of like boredom, honestly. And I was about to delete it. And I was flying to L.A. the next day to see my girlfriend. And I land in L.A. and I go, let's just swipe for a few minutes to see who's here. And I set my radius at like two miles of it. I have okay, going to be it's like from, yeah, yeah. Second read. yeah yeah so I was going to be there for a week and I'm like I don't even I don't have time to go on a date I had stuff I was doing but out of whatever I thought maybe I could sneak in a date or two yeah. mostly because she had just started seeing somebody and I was getting the pressure because I was felt like a third same, wheel was this the same one when you guys first yes went, oh no yes. so, so your first yeah but they're both divorced yes the beginning okay so she had just started seeing somebody about eight or nine months before and I felt like I was getting the pressure that I needed to have a boyfriend like, or something okay, yeah I gotta, I gotta go now yeah. Start, yeah so I felt like I was third wheeling all the time and so I thought well maybe I'll go on a date while I'm here you know I was staying with her and her boyfriend when I visited and I thought, well, maybe I'll get a date or two just for a free dinner. Like, okay. honestly, that was it. I'm like, I'll get a free dinner so while I'm visiting. you really, like, wanting to date. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was, just, again, I was. I'm a little bored. <laughs> yeah. honest. You're like, I'm a little bored. Yeah. I want to, okay, I was, I, I was in the space of, I'm open to the idea, yeah. not looking. And if I could get a free meal while I'm in town for a week, that'd be great. <laughs> and so. She said, but I don't want to meet my man. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I ended up matching with Jeff. I matched with a couple people. You did and I almost completely ignored like I after I got all these matches I'm like I I feel exhausted thinking about messaging these guys so I was about to let them expire on Bumble it's like they get 24 hours if you don't message they expire okay and the guys can also pay for an extension to extend for another 24 hours okay so I did not answer his message and then I saw right when it was about to expire, he extended on me. He extended. And I thought, oh, now I got to talk to this guy. extended. <laughs> okay. So he extended on me and I messaged him and yeah. he actually asked me out and I canceled. I said okay. yes. And th- that whole week, my girlfriend and I, we were about to leave to Costa Rica to go on this ayahuasca retreat. Okay. And ayahuasca is yes. it's a plant psychedelic yep. medicine. We were going to go to Costa Rica. It's a big deal. And you yeah. You guys have to like... 
you were going to do it with somebody that was going to administer or have yeah, it? Yeah, okay, it's, it's a whole thing. You'll have to, if you're not, if you don't know, you'll have to look it up. But I've known, I've known people that have done it. Yeah. So if you guys um, have never heard of it. Yeah, it's like, a, it's a thing. You do it with somebody yeah. or somewhere. Okay. So yeah, we were going to Costa Rica and I was just stressed out about okay. it. I was, you know, it's... Um, didn't know what to expect. Didn't know what to expect. I, I was really honestly freaking out okay. and so he asked me to go out and I last minute I told him he he'll never let me live this down but I guess I told him that I had to go to Target to return some things <laughs> <laughs> so he's oh. like okay okay that's really important and I canceled because and, and I did have to go to Target but I was just like I don't have the mental capacity to go on a date yeah yeah because you were just not right there. Yep. yeah and you're not supposed to drink before you go and I'm like I don't know if I could go on a date without okay. drinking so must be clean yeah so canceled it went to Costa Rica for a week and what was really interesting was that time what I went to Costa Rica for they want you to set an intention okay and it's the ayahuasca is used for a lot of healing mm -hmm. and so my intention was to heal my broken heart mm -hmm. i felt like i still had this a little bit of residue like it had been over two years okay. since the divorce or about two years yeah. but i was still feeling like something just just mm -hmm. not fully healed yet got it and so that week was really, really healing. Mm -hmm. And I came back. We landed. We were at LAX waiting for our bags. Mm -hmm. And Jeff texted me. And I was like, how does he know that? How does he know I'm here? <laughs> He's following yeah. me. Yeah. And he texted me. And I was like, oh, how'd you know? I just yeah. landed. Yeah. And he asked me out again. And I had originally planned on leaving. So I was like, I'll never meet these people. Like, I'm leaving again. Right. I'm leaving town. And my girlfriend and I decided to stay one extra night so she could see her boyfriend. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I, I'm going to be here another night. I don't want to be a third wheel with them. Nope. So, like, let's do dinner. I'll get a free meal, and okay. that'll be okay. it. Okay, so that you're still thinking. I'm just going to yep. go, okay? You're like. So it was just, yeah, it's a quick, like, all right, we'll do it. And so I went out, we met him, and we just we, had, we just really hit it off. And we, we had a lot to talk about. What was your first impression of Minnesota? You know, I remember just being really anxious. Okay. I don't know why. And maybe it had been because I hadn't been dating as much and I was starting to be more intentional about dating instead of like, I don't care who this guy is. I just want to hook up. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think because I was reading his profile before, you know, I met him, like, I think I could really like this guy. Okay. And I think that was more scary. Okay. Like knowing you could just like say goodbye to a dude and you don't care was not a big deal, but... There was something yeah like the, i was like, like pofa yeah because i'm just saying like so if you know for our listeners for ladies that are mm -hmm. like well i'm single now you know i've gone through a heartache yeah. or you know breakup and i'm not sure yeah but i'm open i'm yeah. open to maybe the possibility again yeah to meeting someone yeah what would you say to her what 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 really was it the profile was it just maybe your heart was it enough yeah. time I think the profile, I looked at profiles different that okay, time around. I will. Okay. Yeah. Because before it was like, how do they look? And, and I didn't really More care external. about anything else. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But reading like, you know, there are things in the profiles. They could say what they wanted. Do they yeah. want kids? Do they want to get married? Do yeah. they, you know, that kind of More stuff. So yeah. So yeah. I was definitely looking like if it set, I think on bubble two, okay. and it's been a few years, but it was like, do they want to hook up? Do they? And so if, okay. if people were open to hook up, I just, I didn't swipe you on didn't them. Swipe. Or, okay. Two years before, I would have, you know, I didn't care. You didn't care, yeah. So I could tell he was wanting something a little more serious. And so that was like, ooh, 
this is a little different, mm. you know, and mm-hmm. maybe this is, and I still wasn't necessarily looking for that yet, but again, I was, you said you were I was like, I was opening to opening. it. Mm-hmm. And do you feel that you finally were starting to be open because you did give yourself some time? I think Mama, so. You think so? You yeah. gave yourself time yeah. to do the healing, yeah. to kind of just see what was going on. And then you yeah. had a little, and you did a little fun dating yeah. too. Not like really wanting to find someone just kind of get yourself out there okay so you meet this guy you're like so now you're like huh yeah yeah well I met him and it also said in my profile that I that I said I'm open to a relationship but I don't know how oh and part of that was all my traveling because I wasn't living anywhere yet I was living out of a suitcase Um, you really didn't have a home base no I didn't And so, you know, I stayed with friends in L.A. I stayed with friends in different cities. Mm-hmm. And so when I what met... Was, what was his situation? Was he like, did he have his place? Yeah. Was he working? Where was he? So ironically, he was kind of in the same boat as I was. No! So he was like, well, I'm kind of living out of a suitcase too. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Oh. So, <laughs> And so ironically, I was like, well, we'll definitely never see each other. Right. And this is where things really got interesting. Uh-huh. So I was leaving the next day. Okay. Um, I was supposed to fly to Vegas with my girlfriend, and then we were going to stay in Vegas one night and drive to Utah for okay. um, for some work stuff. Yeah. Out of, I mean, it's happened once every ten years. Yeah. It snowed in Vegas okay. and in Utah, and so we couldn't we couldn't get to Utah, so we got stuck in Vegas. Um. He was supposed to have a meeting in Vegas uh-huh. the next day. So basically, I went out on a date with him in L.A. on Monday. Okay, you went out on a date on Monday. On Monday, flew to Vegas the next day, okay. got stuck there. Wednesday, I'm still in Vegas because I'm stuck there. And he reaches out. He's like, hey, I'm going to be in Vegas. I was like, well, I'm still here. So we I'm ended stuck. We ended up going on a second date two days later in Vegas. So Monday, L.A., Wednesday, no. Vegas. And then I went to Austin for a couple weeks, came back. But what happened was we kept ending up in the same cities. Yeah. And it was actually about three, three months in. Okay. Um, I had a uh, like a video view thing in in New York, and I invited him. Uh-huh. Said, "Hey, I'd love for you to come." Because you're still so at the time you're working. Yeah. You're you're traveling. Yeah. You said the podcast. Uh huh. I was you doing the, the podcast. podcast. Yep. What else you got? You're so doing... just online business. Online business. Mm-hmm. So you're doing all the things. Yep. Okay. And so I there was a mini documentary that I was in, and they were doing a, a film, a showing at the Tribeca Film Festival. Okay. So I invited him to go, and my girlfriend and I had this little podcast meetup, and I said, "Hey, would you like to go?" And he goes, "Yeah, I could, I could use a trip to New York. I have some meetings I could do out there." Yeah. So we went to New York. He came, stayed with me and my girlfriend. Now the day we all left. Uh-huh. Um, she was leaving super early in the morning. He was leaving super in the morning and I was leaving at like 4 p.m. Yeah. And I go, man, I didn't realize everybody was leaving. So maybe I'll leave early too. Yeah. So I went to the airport with him. I went to Southwest counter. He was flying to, um, Knoxville or somewhere in Tennessee, yeah. I think in Knoxville. And I was going to fly back to Vegas. Okay. So I got on, I went to Southwest and I said, can I do same day standby? So they put me on a flight. The flight was supposed to go from New York to Nashville, Nashville to Vegas. Okay, got it. Not my original flight. Okay. He leaves. I'm like, bye. Bye-bye. Yep. I get on my flight. But you like him. Yeah. You like I do him. like him. Like, but we weren't yeah. like, we weren't official yet. It yeah, was just no, like, no. you know. So kind of like a couple dates, yeah. So I get, I get on my flight, my not original flight, fly to Nashville. I land in Nashville like nine in the morning. And they said, hey, the next flight is completely full. We're not going to get you to Vegas until 10 p.m. 
And so I'm like, it's nine in the morning. I'm like, well, I'm supposed to sit at the airport for 12 hours. For all day. So I go, well, Nashville's great. Maybe I'll just find a place for my bag and I'll just walk, go around Nashville. Right. So I text him and he had just flown to Knoxville, Tennessee. I text him and I was like, hey, I'm at, you know, I'm here at the airport and I'm right. just going to, he goes, no way. He goes, we're actually on our way to Nashville right now. So I guess he went to Knoxville to see his buddy. What? Or no, maybe it's Chattanooga. Okay. Something somewhere, like that. Yeah, something, uh, yeah. somewhere else. Okay. And they just decided, you know what? Let's drive to Nashville. No. So he was already on his way and he ended and he up. didn't know that. No, no, I wasn't even supposed to be on that flight. I was really? not even supposed to be on that flight. So him and his friend, they got there like two hours later. They picked me up from the airport. We all, the three of us hung around Nashville, drove around on scooters all day. And then he just dropped me off that night. And I was like, okay, that was too weird. Like that, that like, wasn't. That, that, that didn't make any sense. Yes. Like, there's, there's something, the divine energy yeah. here. Something's like, going on. Because I, I had status on Southwest on. and I could do same day standby. I've never missed a, like, it's never been full. It there's al- there's yeah. always room for me. Right. The one time they're like, we don't have room. Does and your you're stuck here. Yeah. And I was stuck there for 12 hours. And then he had just left them in the morning to get to Chattanooga. And they were like, let's just drive to Nashville. Let's just have a day at Nashville. That, that, come on. That, so that, so was, that, if that wasn't meant, yes. that something was there. Did you think, though, seriously? I know we're, we can talk about yeah. it now. But in the moment when you were there and after you got back on the plane, yeah. you had to say, did you think, oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. That, that like, was the moment, that flight and that, that day when we hung out and I left. And I was like. Okay, this is somehow working out. And oh. and that was my whole thing when I I said I would like a relationship but I don't know how. It was like that and I go, how does something like that happen? That? Yeah. How do we keep we just like finding each other in different cities and this is working out. And it was really that trip that I go like it was like let's I guess we're kind of serious. And I invited him to another trip I went on mm. um another where a retreat where I was speaking. Mm-hmm. And he showed up and the girls there were like, "Oh, is this your boyfriend?" And that was the first time anybody said, and they kept saying, they were introducing him yeah. as my boyfriend. And so that night I was like, so how do you feel about them calling you that? Yeah. yeah <laughs> and he's yeah. like, it's, it's great. And that was kind of like, okay, hey, I guess it's official. And then, then it turned into whenever he's going somewhere, like finding a way for me to tag along or him to tag along. And pretty soon we were just like merging our travel schedules and making it work. You guys were at making it work. So were yeah. you guys, so at the time, were you exclusive with him? Or yeah, was, okay. I was. And so was. What, did you guys have that conversation? Like You yes. know, it. we did. We did have that conversation. And it was also a little bit assumed, I think, because um, I guess we did have the conversation uh-huh. probably a few weeks in because at the, the after the second date, I think he still was dating. Okay, yeah. And I had maybe seen a few people. Yeah. And then... It just turned into, you know, like we're exclusive. Guys, we're exclusive. Yeah. So you guys mm-hmm. knew that you guys were exclusive. Yeah. He didn't officially ask you to. No, be. he didn't officially ask me. It was more like that when all the girls were calling him my boyfriend. Yeah. It was like, is this are we? Is this what we are now? And then he was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like we're officially. Yeah. So, at, so were you thinking then by that point, like this was the one that you wanted to like be no i i mean where like where are you at this like you know what i mean was, like i was really still scared you're scared it was like this is you know what's funny is so my girlfriend her name's jill okay and jill and i had talked you know ad nauseum about what would happen in our next relationship right. and what we want right. different and we said things like you know it will be so easy of course i want to be in love again of course it's going right. to be fine but these 
fears came up you know these insecurities were coming up you know this like the dating and the phone stuff which I had never thought about before so you know there was a there was a point actually after we had kind of decided we were together Mm -hmm. I was freaking out I'm like I would like to see your your dms and like I want to see your phone and and that was that that had everything to do with already your past yes yes things that have happened yeah and Which it's I like, think I think you know people need to give themselves a yeah, little grace. Yeah, that little grace there because I think you know, and especially if you go through a heartache, you go through mm-hmm. a breakup like that, you know, when yep. you've been betrayed. Yeah. Um, and even though you can like go to therapy and go through time, yeah, everything does come up when yeah. that's. I mean, when seriously, like you know, when you're yep. in a romantic relationship, that's a reflection. Yes. On all the things, like yep. everything will start coming up. That's actually how a lot of us get able to actually. Yeah take the next step and heal is when you are totally. working it through. Because when you're by yourself, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, think about that. When you're by yourself, yeah. ladies, you can only do so yeah. much. Yeah. But when you have another person, that's that's a whole different yeah. ballgame. That's oh, yeah. a whole different, like, oh, okay, there's somebody else here to yeah. consider. Yep. So you're so even though you're falling for this guy, yep. and he, there must have been something about him that was really clicking with you that you could tell that maybe he was a good guy yeah. or something different yeah. than the other guys, right? yeah. But, yeah. but that's still yes. up. So I so I just want to say this. So that's very normal. Yeah. You know, right, Jenny? Like, yeah. that's normal that things can, like, you get scared as women. Totally. You know? How did you work, kind of work that through, Mama? Well, it's like what you said. is It's to be, to talk about it in theory is so mm-hmm. different than, like, it's like practicing yes. versus, like, talking about yes. it. You know? It's like yes. on-the-job training versus, like, reading about yeah, something, you know? just bring it all up. Yes. So I, of course, in theory, I got this. It's going to be fine. I'm not going to be jealous. I'm not going to be scared. I'm going to be, I'm going to open my whole heart. And then it's like, oh, if I do, if I open my whole heart, it could be broken again. And, and you don't ever want to be, when you're blindsided, you're like, what did I miss? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're looking for things like, I'm going to spot it. So I don't get, yes. It's a a different mentality. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm like, I'm starting to feel things for him, which is scary. So then I'm looking like, is he doing something that I, you know, it's, right. I'm looking for, th- I'm looking for cheating right. before it even right. starts. Cause you don't want to be blindsided again. You don't want to feel stupid again. And so, and he also, his ex-wife also had an affair. Oh so yeah, we, yeah. So you guys, oh yeah. my goodness. So we, yes. we both bonded over that. Yes. But as yes, we started, the- as we started to um, like really have feelings for yes. each other. Yeah. It was like he, you know, he and I had been, you know, I'd been dating a bunch of guys. So there were still dudes in my phone that would hit me up every right. once in a while. Right. Like, you know, they'd message me like, what you doing? And so there was and I called it whack-a-mole. I yes. said in the yeah. middle, yeah. I was trying, trying, trying to get to rid that, of all the guys that I'm guys. like, I'm not interested in them, but they're still hitting me up. They don't know. And so it was this this middle time of our relationship of like, I do want to be with you. These other guys, I'm trying to whack-a-mole down like I'm not interested in them. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, but are they, you know, are there girls that are right. your, so I know we had this moment, we were at my girlfriend's house. Yes. And I think, I think it was me. I wanted to see his phone. I'm like, can I just, I mm-hmm. want to see your DMs. Mm-hmm. So he's like, sure. And so we basically handed each other our phones, like look in my Instagram DMs, mm-hmm. look through my texts. Mm-hmm. It was just this anxiety because I constantly, if, if there was anything, I'd be like looking over shoulder. Mm-hmm. Who are you talking to? What are there other conversations? Were you able to talk? Like, it seems like, were you able to keep it this real with him? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Do you think that, that this is something that actually really helped you, that you were actually dating a guy? Yeah. That was also being understanding 
from your past yeah. because he's he was in a situation that he went through the same thing yeah because another dude would be like a total jerk totally it, right totally. right so mm -hmm. there was something special about him mama yeah. that he was like okay this is i'm not doing anything <laughs> yeah but if if this is what i want to say you know you found the right person mm -hmm. when you can actually go through your own, your insecurities and your things also with that person yeah. and have that, have that rawness. Yeah. And even though that probably was really weird for you, it's scary. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. He had space for that. Yeah. You know, I mean, was he like able to kind of work? I'm sure that was something so helpful. So yeah. ladies, so listen, so if you're dating, right, I want to say this. Yeah. So if you're dating and you're falling for someone and you do have, we all have baggage, you guys. We all have yeah. shit and stuff that's happened to us, you know, good and bad in relationships. But if you are feeling that insecurity and you're with someone, I will always say to everyone, be honest. Yeah. Like, tell them. i rather you say, okay, I know this is weird. You know, maybe, you know, don't judge me. But, like, it makes me feel better right now that I can look at your phone. Yeah. That's the flag. Like, if you have that person, like, oh, no, something's off there. So, I loved that he was giving you that yeah that space Danny. I needed it I know and uh -huh. and sometimes we do we yeah need that, and then that's okay we don't have to yeah that's actually okay and we we had a conversation around it yeah. because it was there was just so much anxiety yes. all, all the time yeah and there was like I hated myself for it because I didn't want to feel that way right. I'm like I want to trust you and I'm so mad at my ex because I never thought about this before, and now it feels like this. Now it's this like thing. something, yes. Yeah, like, and it's, it's always here, it's, kind of. Yes. Like, oh man. Yeah, and I, I just, know. I'm like, I don't want to think this, but I am, yep. and I can't help it. Yeah. And so we had, I mean, we had some really deep conversations around it, and I also recognized that it could be annoying and crazy, and kind of psychotic if I yeah. was constantly like who are you talking to who are you of talking course. to because if Absolutely. I felt if the other if it went the other way around and he was accusing me, yeah. I would be like, yo. Yeah. Chill, I'm not doing oh, yeah. anything. Yeah, it could get to the point that yeah. it's totally unhealthy. So we made it we made this kind of agreement. Okay. We said at any time you can ask to see my phone or I can ask to see yours. However, you have to ask yourself, am I wanting to see it because I'm feeling insecure? Yeah. Or is it because I'm doing something shady? And What's because that? Yeah, yeah. And because I said I don't want to punish you for what my ex did to yep. me and I don't want to be punished right. for what your ex did to you. Because yep. what she did to you is not my fault yep. and what he did to me is not your fault. Right. And so we came to that agreement and it since, you know, hasn't been an issue. We haven't even asked to see the phones. Right. He has my password, I have his password and but it's just it's the fact that we can yeah. and we know that it's there. Um and I think I also because I know what he went through and he knows what I went through that we kind of can hold that space. And I also told him, I said, if right. I am constantly asking you and wanting to, yeah. I don't want to be in this relationship right? because that's going to annoy both of us. Right. I think, I mean, do you feel like it was just like in the beginning, like it was a period in the beginning yeah. of what I call like, you know, just adjusting yes. to each other, yeah, adjusting to each other and being that vulnerability. Yeah. I think know? it was the adjustment period and it was just the fear. Cause I it had was a, a fear. I, it was the first person I cared about and that I could see a possible future with. Right. And, somebody that I wanted to be around and that was terrifying right because I hadn't I hadn't had that since my ex-husband right you know and you haven't had that and you were like yeah. I don't want to be in love again yeah and this is not gonna work out like yeah. we said that we go yeah. from the beginning there's no guarantee no there's no guarantee yeah. but we have to be honest with ourselves we have yep. to be able to also listen to again yeah. back to our gut to say is it something that's 
me? Am yeah. I being insecure right yeah. now? Or is it, oh, did I get mm. myself another one that's going to... Exactly. You know, it's it's kind of like that balance right yeah. there. I mean, yep. I, I always feel like in, in relationships, yep. there's no, it's not a straight line. Yeah. There's not a straight line. Yep. Okay, so moving forward then. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So you guys got through this, obviously. Yeah. You guys mm-hmm. got through this. How are you now? Like, what is life like now with you and him? You're engaged. Yeah. I mean, I know, like, I, I'm, I'm thinking right now, you know, I would love to hear that whole story too i know we only have so much time i get i get that but for our listeners for people again that are like listening to the story about yours i love that you're able to be first of all thank you for being so open and honest this is so helpful yeah and able to you know be married before thinking this was it you know going through that being single and opening up your heart again because i always believe like for me, why I always say it doesn't matter if you've been married before. It doesn't matter if you haven't been married. Yeah. It doesn't matter your age. I mean, love is available. Love is yeah. available to all of us. And it's not, love is not just necessarily one time. Yeah. You know, you can fall in love more than once in your yeah. life. I know that to be true. Yeah. That's, I've, I've had been fallen in love more than once. Yeah. I'm on my second marriage. And, yep. you know, yeah, I understand that. But what would you say for you know women that are like i don't know like i don't know maybe it's not in the cards for me yeah how did you really allow yourself to open up because now you guys yeah. you're good girlfriend like how, yeah. how is your life with him now you know it's there's so many gifts that mm-hmm. came out of the first marriage and the trauma of it yes but you have to dig for that and you have to figure out the parts of you, like the fears that came up, the insecurities that come yeah. up, came up and, and deal with those. And yeah. the beautiful thing about my relationship with Jeff was it wasn't super easy mm-hmm. because we both went through that kind yeah. of stuff. You know, there are things that he and I have gone through that I, I feel like we have known each other half as long as my ex-husband and mm-hmm. I, but I, I feel like we've known each other twice or three times as long because wow. our relationship is so much deeper. It's deeper. And we would have never had those deep conversations had we not gone through what we've been through. And there are things like gender roles and um, just the divine masculine, divine feminine, yes. things that I just didn't know about before in my first marriage yep. that I've learned about and learned about how to honor a man and respect a man and and just and how to honor myself yeah. and things that I had to work through that I did not I just didn't know what I didn't know. Right. I was That's young true. and you just, you don't know how things fall apart and how they yep. work. And so our relationship now is just, it's so much deeper and richer because mm-hmm. of what we've gone through. And it has been such a blessing to, I mean, to be quite honest, it's funny when, um, when I was divorced and single and I'd, you know, I'd be on the dating apps. If there was a guy who was in his 40s who was never married yeah. I actually didn't want that right. I was like I need someone who's been through some shit right. you know right. no, I want I someone who yes. also gets it yes because it is it's just a lot and yes. I need someone who can understand where I'm at right. and also I want to know that they've gone through the fire too right and he's done a lot of his own work and there are men out there who also have done the work like yes you know you're going to counseling yes. you're doing your stuff yes. there's guys who've also done that like they've he, and he's worked through a lot of his stuff and he's still willing to work through and I think one of the things we connected on was we really are both inspired to grow and to grow together and I think one of the things I see even in my ex-husband now is he's kind of almost still the same person he was eight nine years he ago didn't, he didn't go on the path of yeah. trying to learn and grow yeah and do the whole thing yeah not yeah. everyone does it you can't change people yeah you either decide to do it or not totally and you know and even 
the person that I met, Jeff and I, that who I was yeah. when I met Jeff four years ago, is completely different than now. And we've been through some really crazy stuff. You know, a year into a relationship, my mom got sick, and this was very fascinating, at least to my counselor right. <laughs> and me. But my mom got sick, and I ended up moving in to help her. So, right. and this brought up a lot of stuff because Jeff moved in with me. We had, I mean, our relationship was so short, right. and he moved in to help take care of my sick mother. And I was talking to my counselor. I'm like, I'm so scared because my grandmother ruined my marriage. And I was like, now my mom is going to ruin this relationship that I have. And so but I your was grandmother panicking. didn't ruin it. No, no, she didn't. Yeah, right. yeah, she didn't. Grandma, did but it. you were just, it was like yes, a flash. It, like, yes. like, oh, no, I'm in the same situation. Yeah. I got a parent or something yep. that's the same. Yep. Yes. So I was caretaking grandmother. I can and this see happened. how that kind of brought that back oh, up again. It yeah. brought up so much. And she was like, Jeff is not the same person as your ex-husband. And like, you need to take things at face value and don't right. start projecting. And right. so I went through a, a bit of that too, of thinking like, oh, this is my pattern. My family ruins my relationships. Right. My family ruins right. everything. And just to be able to allow myself to be taken care of, to see him as someone separate. Those oh, are different scenarios, yes. different situations. Yes. But we can so easily get trapped by this is how things were and this is how they're going to be yes. or there's patterns and and I can't get out of this. And I had to really break that apart. So having support okay. was so helpful. Yeah, I mean, just support. having a coach. I, I had a relationship coach. I had a counselor. Fantastic. You know, I think just having those people on the outside to just talk you through. And I mean, and there clearly, are so many. And clearing those love blocks. Oh, yeah. Like you got to clear those love blocks so Girl. you can be open. Because be open to him yeah. because he's a different man, yes. different time, yes. different place. Yes. There are so many times my coach talked me out of leaving him. And not because anything he did, just because no, I, my, I know, I know. It's, it's yeah. like my freakouts, my insecurities, my feeling like I'm doing something wrong. I'm like, I just, I wanted to just turn and run. Right. And she's like, okay, calm down. <laughs> you know, I, like, let's talk like, this through. Calm down, girl. Yeah. See, I'm so happy yeah. that you stayed and, and really yeah. worked through that. Yeah. That's what I want women to understand. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's not going to be perfect, but follow yeah your heart with this one because yeah. this one was a different man yeah different time yeah different place and yeah. you guys are you guys are yeah. you're, you're actually engaged we are you? we're good and we're just you know we just went to greece this summer um yeah. and that was such a magical we went for a wedding and it was really cool to see to see that and to see love and just talk about we just laughed because we're like we could never have a wedding with family like like okay yeah yeah our friends brought their family and we're like, our families, no, this is not going to work. But, you know, it's it's just really cool to um, just to talk about future and to feel like someone has my back. You know, I think that was a big piece, too, is yeah. trying to, like, be a team again and let yes. someone else in instead of. And I think this is a trap we can get into, too, is after we've been independent and on our own. Yes. Like, well, I'm still going to keep my stuff and you keep your stuff and we're not going to merge a life. And. That was probably the first year and a half for us, too. Okay. Probably first two years, honestly. Okay. And I'm like, this isn't going to work either because we're still operating as like two separate people. Right. Like either one of us could go. Are you going to are right. you out? Or am I right. out? And so it still felt like we weren't on the same page. Okay. Yeah. And finally, just having the conversations of like, we're in this together. We're in this together. Like, I'm not leaving. You're not leaving. There's no plans like, to go. I like, love you, baby. This yeah. Is like, yeah. let's just do this. And... And also, it could fall apart, and yeah. we could be wrong. There's no guarantee, and it could it could end again. But for now, like this is the choice, and and if we both choose that we want to grow together mm -hmm. and we want to make this work, then that's how we're going to do it. And yeah, like who knows, things anything could happen. Yeah. But I think that mindset was a big shift too. Of like, 
I can't just keep being my independent nope. self in a relationship because that nope. doesn't work. That doesn't work. You yeah. have to go in mm-hmm. and be with each other together. Yeah. yeah. And that's where you guys are at. Now. Yeah. Okay. So what, seriously, what is the future for you guys? What's going on? When are we getting married? Oh, shoot. How? Uh, <laughs> are we getting married? Yeah. Is that, when is that happening? So, you know, there's, that's been an interesting conversation yeah. we're still having. Um, he, in his past life, he was a pastor. Okay. And so marriage really was wrapped up in the church. And so, and he's separated himself from that institution. So we're really trying to figure out what does that look like? Um, And, and that's, that was what was really great about this, this wedding in Greece was Mm -hmm. our friends really brought a different idea to, to marriage of their union and how they wanted it to be. And so I think my idea is, I mean, honestly, we're like, we don't want anything big or crazy because yeah. we've been there, done that. Yeah. But I want something special and and meaningful. Yeah. And I think he's really still untying the, the religious part of okay. it. So, you know, we're still just deciding how we want to do that. Like, I don't necessarily just want to go to the courthouse. Okay. I want something special and intimate, but it's like, but we have to pull that church out of it. So yeah. we're still kind of kind discussing of that. out how that's yeah. going to look like for yeah. you guys. But, um, you know, we're actually discussing moving. Um, he's he's in the Bay Area right now. I was hoping he could come to this, but he's in the yeah. Bay Area mm-hmm. um, working on a project and we might end up moving up there. So, okay. yeah, but we have we adopted a little puppy together okay. and <laughs> yes. she's our little baby. And so it's funny. We kind of like we just it's our, our, our little, little family child. and we just, you know, we were you're making it work. Yeah. You know, are you happy? Yeah, very. You know, and it's. It's so interesting because you look, I I look back mm-hmm. and it's so crazy when you're in the moment of the betrayal and you're in that, yes. you cannot see a future. I know. Because I remember my future was like, we were going to have our 10 year anniversary and we were going to do this. And so my future felt like it was gone. Right. And now I look forward and I have just a completely different future. One I never would have imagined because this right. person didn't exist. Like this right. reality didn't exist. Right. But it's interesting to be here in this future and look back. And it just feels like that was a complete lifetime ago. Like there are people who know me now who never Com- met my ex-husband. Didn't complete, know. Like, yeah. Completely different. Didn't, like, yeah. Yeah. Didn't know me as that person. I'm a completely different person with him. And it's just it's fascinating how we can change so much and evolve so much as humans. And, you know, I know five, 10 years from now, we'll be completely different people yeah. then too. Yes. But it's, I feel like I have a lot more hope. You know, I think that for the ending of the first marriage was also the ending of a big chunk of me. Right. You know, that was, it was the death of my relationship, but it was also death of part of who I yes. was. Because you grew, right? Yeah. You grew and you evolved and you yeah. became, you know, a whole, new, a whole yeah. new you. And I just, I think love is possible for anyone, but I do think that, especially coming from betrayal, yes. but it takes... A really hard look at yourself, like just deep introspection, yep. mm-hmm, deep introspection and just courage. You yeah. know, it takes courage. On our first anniversary, um, Jeff got me this bracelet and it was a quote I had seen in a bathroom in Nashville. I took a picture okay. and it said, have the courage to trust love one more time. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. And it just that was for me, it was like, it is so courageous to try to trust love again yes. because it's so scary to lose it. And it hurts. Yes. And so that's just been kind of that the motto we've had. It was just, and for both of us, really, right. it was like, have the courage to trust love one more time. Right. And so, yeah, 
I think just if I was going to leave that with, to anybody, like hope I don't know that that that's what I actually know. Let's uh, we're gonna yeah. leave it like that. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave it like that. I want you to have the last word. Yep. So for women that are feeling that. I mean, how do you want to leave it for them when they're, they're hearing this right now? They're like, OK, so there is hope for me. Yeah. So, you know, there is possibility for me. Yeah. What I think you want to say to them. There's stories we tell ourselves about why things ended, why things aren't working out, whether it's mm-hmm. how we look, our age, where we live. All of those are stories. Mm-hmm. You know, there's men out there for every literally everyone, Absolutely. every shape and size yep. and. You know, like I remember seeing TLC. I'm like, somebody loves Honey Boo Boo's, you know, mom. So (laughs) there's somebody for everyone. So it's just work on yourself. Work on loving yourself the most. And then just have the courage to go out there again. And and just know you may not get it right the first time. Right. But it's just so beautiful to try again. Yes. And I really believe we are rewarded for courage. Oh, I love that. Okay, how do they get a hold of you? Because you're amazing. So so people are listening. They can follow you, love on you. How do they get a hold of you? Um, I am on Instagram at dannyj.com. It's D-A-N-N-Y, like a boy, and then just the letter J, and then D-O-T-C-O-M, like spellout.com. Okay. So I'm there on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, all the things. It's dannyj.com. Follow Um, her. She's amazing, (laughs) you guys. No, seriously, what you see is what you get. Such a great energy, great human being. And then the Best Life Podcast. It's such a great place. And actually, if if you're interested in betrayal, uh, if you go to thebestlifepodcast.com, our episodes are separated out by topics. Oh, fantastic. And you can even type in a topic. And we do a ton on on betrayal and relationships and communication. Oh, fantastic. And a lot of, like, personal development kind of topics. Okay. So, yeah. I love it. Yeah. You guys, ladies, listen to that. Go follow the Best Life Podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And before, before we leave, listen, I just want to say something. I want to cheers. Yay. So I brought some, you know, some champagne or Prosecco. I'm going to try to do this. Okay, here we go, guys. <laughs> here we go. Because the scary, this the scary is, this pop. is all about love. Woo! There we go. <laughs> give me yours. I'm going to do a nice, first of all, again, thank you for being on today. Hold on. Do a little cheers. Because love is amazing. Love is the most special gift ever so i just want to say cheers cheers to great love thank you all right thank you that's a wrap what a great interview that was with danny j and how she was able to find love again and continue success after she was blindsided by her ex-husband what a great story If you're loving this podcast, please hit subscribe button and leave a five-star review because each week I'll bring on guests that share everything when it comes to love, dating, and relationships so you can apply it into your own life. I'll see you next week. Until then, cheers to great love.